Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. You see yourself as the clutch there. Grumpy, a man apart. Yeah, it's 11 in a row for you, much like it's 7 in a row for Cluxton. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Rugby on Off the Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. I think it was, I mean, overall the game itself, probably mediocre. Um, there were some good parts of the performance. There were no outstanding negatives, and I think that's important. You know, a month out from a World Cup, no significant injuries uh, that we know of. Um, no particularly outstanding performances um, in the positive side, but also um, I don't think anybody overly let themselves down. A, a little bit rusty um, for both sides, which is understandable after six weeks of pre-season. Um, and overall, I'd imagine uh, Farrell and the management are pretty happy with it. Yeah, I think a lot of lads got their chance tonight. Jack Crowley in particular, he got his first opportunity to start a fly half, obviously with Johnny Second suspended. How do you think he done? Um, yeah, he's, he's kind of has a, a presence that is hard to define and that he's very confident. His body language is, is he's to the manner born. He doesn't look one bit uh, nervous or perturbed about starting in an Ireland jersey at 10. And, and um, he certainly gives uh, a sense of confidence um, in terms of how he moves around the field and how he, how he um, conducts himself in terms of calls. Um, management of, of his teammates around him he looks very comfortable in that scenario um, now he only got 40 minutes um, again he looked good he, he, he got his kicks he distributed well um, he tried to pass out of the tackle took the ball to the line a few times and, and did his best to keep the ball alive so he, he had a bit of variation in his attack as well but he, we only saw 40 minutes I think it was interesting was the, uh, was the second half change for Frawley in uh, Forest, I don't think it was. I mean, Jimmy O'Brien had a good, certainly a very good uh, first half at fullback, and it looked more that they wanted to give Frawley 40 minutes and really have a look at his uh, capacity to see is he is he a running option at 10. I found that quite an interesting shift in in, in tactics and, and selection choices. Certainly, we've only got three warm-up games for the World Cup, so to give Frawley 40 minutes is effectively is one-sixth of the entire game time already at 10. Um, knowing that Sexton's obviously going to travel, who, who goes out of Crowley, Byrne and Frawley now? And you would have thought Crowley's a shoe-in, it looks like, and then could be down to one of the other two. So. OK, so you think Crowley's ahead of Ross Byrne at the minute? I think... Um, yeah, quite possibly based on his end to the season, uh, winning winning the title with Munster, winning it, playing under such adversity, which is something that Farrell loves. We know that. I think Graham Roundtree highlighted that so many times, winning on the road seven times, um, getting over the line in the semis, getting an important drop goal that will have added hugely to his confidence and his presence within the team. You know, taking a trophy home as a as a ten. Is important as a as a quarterback, you're shown the capacity to to deliver in key moments. So I think Byrne didn't do a whole lot wrong other than 
having a, a slightly underwhelming final against La Rochelle, but um, I think Crowley's possibly edging in front of him at the moment, yeah. Could it be a case that he's maybe keeping up for the game? We don't know. There's a, the, it's all speculation, but I, I think... Um, I just find it interesting that Frawley was given a full 40 minutes. Um, and I, I would have thought the, the reasons are Frawley covers a number of positions, including 10. Um, Byrne really covers 10 on his own. You know what I mean? So are they going to go with Sexton and, and two 10s that cover multiple positions, for example, in, in Crowley and, and potentially Frawley? I, I think it's, it's noteworthy that Frawley got 40 minutes. Yeah. And obviously his debut, and just to mention that as well, Calvin Nash and Tom Stewart as well, all making their debuts tonight. Yeah, uh, and Tom Stewart hit the ground running in, uh, on the back of his superb season last year for Ulster. He had a couple of key turnovers. He was aggressive, carrying the ball in contact. Um, again, looks like a player who's not going to need a whole lot of bedding in time when he makes that transition to, to international level. Nash was a little more, um, well, a little less involved but those involvements he had, he showed what he's, why he's there. He's, he's very physical in terms of carrying the ball. He takes a bit of stop and one or two defenders most of the time from Italy had to, do, had to get on him. But uh, great moments for them and their families. You know, first cap at home. I'm not so sure um, Stewart or Nash are going to feature in the World Cup squad, but still, nonetheless a great moment. And Caelan Doris tonight, man of the match. He was very impressive with his turnovers and his two tries that he got as well. Do you think that he looks as at home at number seven than he does maybe at six or eight? Yeah, I think the scary thing with, with Doris is he, he does. He actually he looks at home in all three back row positions, which is so rare. Um, you know, Peter Mahoney's obviously played all three back row positions. Um, Jack Conan certainly played six and eight, but but Doris looks completely comfortable in all three, um, which is a huge boost for us. Um, you've got an out and out, I think, a very clear starting seven in Van der Fleer, but to know that Doris can just step in and, and he, he does actually bring something different again to the likes of Van der Fleer. Um, yeah, he continues to be a, a hugely impressive. Uh, individual in, in an Ireland jersey. I don't I don't believe he's ever had a poor game in an Ireland shirt at this stage, which is whatever he is, 25, 30 caps in at this stage. It's it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. And that versatility in terms of how he carries, how he defends, his versatility across positions, his ability to be a line-out threat, his defensive capacities off scrum and in the breakdown, he's, he's the all-round back row, modern-day back row player. So... You had mentioned Jack Conan there. He was doing well, but he had to go off in the end early in that first half with an injury. We saw him in a protective boot. It could have been precautionary. We don't know. We'll hear more probably when we get down to the press conference. But he will be a loss. If it was anything serious. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if, if it is a loss. I mean, he looked... He didn't look in any way in, in, in any physical distress. He, he almost strolled off the field. Potentially, he's, he's, he's just had a knock and some bruising and maybe they're just trying to get a bit of compression or, or time off his feet and, and do everything they can. So, potentially, looks like a, a sledgehammer to a very small little issue. But I, I don't believe uh, Jack Conan's in, in significant physical distress. I, I would imagine that's precautionary. But I think... His contribution in, in the time he was on the field would have pleased the Irish management hugely. It's one of those games where they really want players to 
contribute to the group as a whole as opposed to trying to show what they can do themselves and I think Conan epitomised that in terms of his link play his work rate off the ball I think he physically helped uh, uh, Ken and Doris over the line on one of the tries literally picked him up and shoved him over that kind of selflessness and work rate is something the Irish management hugely value and I think um, Conan showed that in spades but also a number of you'd call them maybe risky offloads you know last last ditch split second passes when he's about to get nailed in the tackle and they came off that that that's a value to any group um, he's playing with confidence he's, he's taking on a little bit of risk and it comes off and then he, he's working off the ball in an un, kind of an un, unsung hero type fashion so that's they're the type of things that the management will really I'd imagine will highlight during the week to the rest of the group Jacob Stockdale then you can't help but feel that maybe tonight was the big opportunity to really mm. impress for his last chance maybe to make that World Cup squad yeah um, I think I can certainly understand the rationale for his selection um, he's always been a player that you know with his physique six, about 6'3 six, rapid um, you know and, a, and a typically on form a really good finishing left winger um, and you can understand any management looking at a player like that and saying is there a chance we catch him on a, on a run of form and he, and he jumps into a World Cup squad um, on his, based on his overall performance tonight I don't think he's going to be included he, he was he, you know he, he died in touch two or three times he was tackled into touch uh, as a winger they're, they're, they're fairly big mistakes as a winger you don't want to die with the ball you need to come back in field keep the ball alive get to the deck or offload and a couple of times he did that obviously he's trying his heart out to make an impression and so did it actually look sometimes he was trying too yeah, hard yeah. to be everywhere uh, yeah times. yeah I mean he, he had a couple of great I- impacts he, he, he had a super kick chase and a very athletic um, in the air catch on, you know running at full pace yeah. and again just showed that athleticism that he has but when you look at all the other options that are there um, I think he's I think it's just come a little too soon from or a little too late from the timing isn't right and uh, I'd be very surprised based on tonight if he gets an inclusion for a World Cup squad unfortunately for him and Andy Farrell does really like him you know he yeah. likes a lot about him because he keeps giving him these chances when he's not overly performing yeah. greatly for, for us yeah but I, and I think that's that's normal I think coaches will always have um, a good instinct on certain players and there, there'll be players who are out of form and to the public, you know, the, the, the viewing public and the critics like ourselves, mm-hmm. we're not seeing what he's doing in training. Yeah. Um, we've all seen what he's capable of in the past. Uh, and perhaps Farrell and Kat and, and the rest of the management are looking at this and saying, here's, here's a fellow who can do things that others can't. It's just a matter of can he do it consistently and can he deliver on a World Cup stage? And none of us know that in truth. So... Um, purely based on that performance tonight I don't think he's looking like he's at that kind of top form that he's been in in his career but again he could be setting the world on fire in training and we don't know about it but um, yeah it'll be an interesting couple of weeks ahead in terms of selection Yes, uh, another player that are probably up there in the selection talks is Keith Earls he done well tonight bar at the end there that, that last Italy try was unfortunate for him, but he made his 99th appearance for, for Ireland Tay, which is just remarkable. Absolutely. Um, I think he's been a hugely influential character in Irish rugby and Munster rugby. 
uh, both on the field and off the field and um, a hugely charismatic leader even though he mightn't be the most verbal fella on the field but in terms of his actions um, I, th- I think himself and Stockdale both uh, would have been hugely disappointed with the Italian tries that we conceded tonight they were one-to-one tackles they were one-on-one Stockdale was about four or five metres out and didn't make that tackle and Earls in particular had a one-to-one he, I mean he was right on him he had him marked and, and the Italian player just had a bit of a physical edge and a bit of momentum and I think both players would be hugely disappointed with those individual tackles um, but overall yeah uh, let's not take away from 99 caps from Keith Earls and um, so far in an Irish jersey a massive contribution um, and potentially we could see more who knows yeah what a player and you played an Ireland A game with him you were telling me I did I think it was his first ever he was eight, he was 18 year old uh, and I was probably 30 so and unfortunately we got an unbelievable hiding at the hands of Scotland so it wasn't uh, it wasn't our finest era in a green jersey and certainly wouldn't have been his um, and thank God he had a far more positive experience in his Irish career after that introduction so um, yeah no, he's, he, I think the word legend gets thrown around occasionally to to, to willy nilly but um, I think Keith Earls absolutely is right up there in, in, in the um, Hall of Fame type characters in Irish rugby in the last 20 years So absolutely has to be so all in all tonight then a positive night for, for Ireland would you say? Yes, I think I think overall a positive. Yeah, I, without sounding too too practical and pragmatic, I mean, getting a run out, getting people uh, game time. No, doesn't appear to be any significant injuries. They're all big pluses in a World Cup warm up. Five tries, um, a win, and uh, yeah, and I think even the Italian scores would have been put down on Monday when they look at that they were one to one missed tackles as opposed to defensive system errors again so they're, they're positives the set piece was pretty pretty stable and strong both in scrum and line out defensive line out in particular was good um, and I think kicking game four out of five off the deck so all in all I think they'll be happy enough yeah brilliant Andy thanks so much cheers Ashton. Pleased to, to do that and, and obviously get up and running with, with a victorious nice but um, I think we I think we all know really that he, you know he was he was a bit clunky um, to say the least at times as in some really good stuff as far as possessions concerned and opportunities to um, to convert uh, with a in spades but we wasn't patient enough to, to be able to convert that so I think that's the, the moral of the story really. There were obviously a few knocks, Jack Coleman, Craig Casey and Jimmy O'Brien, have you any early indication as to um, how serious they are? They seem, they seem not, not, not too bad, Jimmy's shoulders uh, shut down a little bit, there's something that he's um, had in the past there. Uh, Jack uh, lost power in his foot but seems okay and Craig had a tight back which was making his hamstring uh, cramped so taking off with precaution more than anything. And just finally you, you said it was a bit clumpy, what pleased you with the performance? Well obviously some of, some of the individual performances were, 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 were great you know to see where people are at um, again uh, having the opportunity I mean the, the, the possession that we had in the first half especially you know um, 
the pressure that we put on Italy, they couldn't get out of their own half, so we, we're obviously doing something right, you know, but um, again, converting those converting those is, has to be key for us going forward. Having said that, I thought Italy, I thought they were um, strong, certainly defensively, and as far as the breakdown is concerned, they put a lot of pressure on there, so they've uh, learned us a few things going forward in, in, in that regard as well. And, as far as the the set piece stuff's concerned, when we got into good positions, um, you know, I think we can um, have a look at that and, and, and convert a, a few more chances. But obviously, Italy defended those malls pretty well as well. Ashley, yeah. And you know, do you feel the Jack Rowe done at ten tonight? He did well. I mean, you know, he, I thought he, he certainly in the first half he controlled um, controlled the game very well. Um, I, I didn't think he overplayed uh, too much. He looked composed. He looked composed enough. There's a few things that we'll that we'll chat about during the week that will help his performance. But he'll be glad to get that one done. Um, another experience where he's he started uh, at ten, and this time he's, he's he's been able to run the week, etc. So he'll gain uh, massive massive confidence from that. And Karen Crawley come on then in the second half. He's obviously someone that's in your talks. Well, obviously, as as he wanted to be here, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we'll have a look at the, the performances of the, of the two of them playing together. You know, we try and get two ball uh, ball players playing together. Um, whether that came into fruition or not, um, I'm not too sure at this moment in time. I think we we started the second half pretty poorly, really, and uh, um, didn't really get going for for a while there. So we'll have to look at that as well. And Ian, for you, what would you like to be good for country today? Yeah, obviously, <clears throat> massive um, privilege and fast touchdown there, especially to be able to lead out for those three guys getting their first caps, and that was something we could put a focus on as players to make sure that we could get the W beside their beside their first cap, and and um, I thought the guys a lot of the times out there were nice and calm, they looked after things, but we'd have too much ball go in that first half. We probably left a huge amount out there. Um, but at times, I thought for, for our first game out there, there was, there was some some positive stuff as well. Thanks, Gavin. Being a proud day for BRA Belfast. Um, I want to be thought of your performance and what he's brought in, in his time over the summer so far as well. Yeah, like obviously Tom's been outstanding for Ulster over the last season or two. Um, um, I've first picked up, he popped up my radar his last few years at school and obviously um, uh, he had a, f a few frustrating seasons with, with injury but to see him come in and to get, be given the opportunity to come in and train over the last couple of campaigns and, and be away with Emerging Ireland and, and really put his hand up and, and, and show that he has the ability to, to play this top standard of rugby. Um, I thought he came on, he had a few good carries there. Um, I think in, in camp he's, been, he's really slotted in well when, when, he, when he's had to when he's had opportunities to to perform in training, he's taken them, and, and and I think, like I said about Joe out there as well, that both those guys have really exciting futures ahead of them in the green jersey. Andy, a lot, a lot of us hoping Jacob Stockdale is going to recapture his best form. What did you make of his performance tonight? Um, a, a lot of good, and um, and some bits that he he'll he'll hope to tidy up. Um, yeah, it's two years, isn't it, from from his last start? So. Um, you know, it would have been a, a big day for Jacob. Um, he'll be better off for, for the experience, that's for sure. Thanks. Uh, final questions, and I'll let Ian go. Ruth? Ian, just 
target wasn't to be back out there after the injuries you've had and how much did you enjoy your responsibilities this week of captain? Yeah, look, um, to get back out there last game was obviously in the Six Nations, second last game in the Six Nations, so to get out there and uh, playing for Ireland was a huge bonus, but to get playing again was, was brilliant. Um, captain and those bunch of lads there, they make it all so easy for me. Um, there's leaders scattered throughout that entire squad and playing with players like Erlsey and um, Keelan Doris, Rob Herring, all those guys are, the team practically leads itself and I just try and steer it a wee bit. Um, a lot of those guys make it easy for me and, and um, I hope the first cabbers enjoyed their experience and, and they made it easy for me to enjoy it as well. And Andy, just how um, important is Ian's leadership, especially with Johnny being out at the moment? Oh, it's priceless. Uh, I mean, I wasn't on the field so I don't know what he was saying, but I was, I was watching the game and seeing how he was leading by his actions. I thought um, uh, he's had a great pre-season so far. Uh, and obviously we've got another four or five weeks of that to go so he looks in great shape I thought he played his weight he was a handful uh, going forward um, his work rate was, was was top class you know and then when you've got your leader uh, putting in uh, a shift like that it inspires the, the other people to do the same and uh, Joe was Joe was at the side of him and, and not far behind him as well as far as the, all the rest of the stuff and then yeah so that was that was great um, you know, and, and I think the the moral of the story is that there's a there's a there's a few good performances in there. I mean, Joe, I mean, Ian talking about Tom Stewart as well. I think there's a similarity there in regards to Joe and Tom. They they weren't going out there tonight trying uh, with a, with an attitude of hoping that they went all right. They tried to make it happen, you know. And people, young kids with attitudes like that, are going to go places pretty quickly. Final question for this section, Ed. I'm sick of him getting my own match. <laughs> sick of him. Um, well, he just keeps getting better and better. I mean, um, we all know he's, he's, he's good at Jacqueline and good over the ball, and I don't know whether he, he took that through the roof because he had a number seven on his back, but. Um, He's, he's, he epitomises what we're, what we're trying to do as far as the player being in control of his, his, his own thoughts, his own mind, etc. And it doesn't really matter whether he makes a mistake or, or two. He just gets on with the next job the whole time, you know, and just being himself. And uh, he's, he's growing the whole time, not just in, in the way that he's playing. He's obviously playing extremely well, but he's, he's certainly growing as far as his, his, his leadership role is concerned as well. So he's coming on leaps and bounds. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.